200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, at the time of this recording, um, there have been a number of confirmed cases of uh, coronavirus, the COVID-19, in law enforcement. Uh, Like five cops from New York City were sent home. A bunch of cops from San Jose were sent home, uh, just out of abundance of caution, um, but there is at least one that I can recall uh, who has a confirmed case of, of the COVID-19 uh, virus. Now, obviously, this is it was just declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization uh, emanating from China, but Italy, um, a variety of other countries, Germany, other countries have had very substantial numbers of these cases. Um, it comes to mind that there are so many communicable diseases that law enforcement officers may come in contact with um, that this is a particular, you know, panic, for lack of a better word. But there's HIV, there's hepatitis, there's a variety of different. There's the TB. Com- it's TB. There's the common cold. There's the flu. All cops are involved with people that are in- ill. You know, homeless um, have had little health care, if none, maybe. Um, so there's so many different ways in which officers need to prepare and prevent, you know, actually contracting these things. And some of those things are J.D. Buck Savage famously said, watch the hands. I'm going to turn that on its end and say, wash your hands. <laughs> so glove up, you know, make sure that if you have the opportunity to have an interaction with a a person, stay some distance away, that kind of thing. They're very simple, but, you know, there's, uh, Brian Willis famously says, there's a very important distinction between simple and easy. Simple is a lack of complication. Easy is a lack of effort. And you got to make the effort, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, don't leave that radio car without a couple of sets of those blue gloves, the thick ones, mm-hmm. not the tan latex ones, because uh, those tear. Uh, yeah, it's funny that people are just starting to wash their hands now. It's it crazy. Is, it is hilarious. So all of those things that you said, the fact that cops on the street, deputies on the street are dealing with uh, – People with little or no health care, there's disease out there that you just talked about, and you're coming in contact with bodily fluids, people coughing in the back of your uh, radio car who maybe through no fault of their own can't cough into their sleeve because they're they're handcuffed. They're coughing into the back of your neck. And, you know, with the the WHO, the World Health Organization pandemic, you know, they've been talking for weeks now about the spray, the aerosol spray, and the six feet 
What's the distance in a radio car? It's it's less than that, and I've heard up to ten feet is the aerosolization of a oh, person's you, sneeze or cough. Yeah, you are in a snow globe yeah. of of this contaminant. If this guy in the back or gal in the back seat is blowing it all through your your radio car while you're driving down the street, so um, yeah, I mean, take care of yourself. Uh, we all have articles. You have an article out. I've got an article out where we talk about the organization um, uh, efforts that we could make using NIMS and ICS. But just think about leaving your house in a, in a clean outfit, whether it's your own clothes or a uniform, getting to work and either putting on a clean uniform or or, or using the uniform you came in, but doing your job washing thoroughly between contacts, getting back in your personal car clean with clean clothes, driving home clean with clean clothes. Uh, don't wait till you get home to shower. Don't wait till you get home to change your clothes. I mean, simple steps like that. Um, you know, I keep hearing the criticism that it's not a big deal. Don't get excited. It's the flu. Uh, you know... I think we don't know that yet. We don't know. But take the precautions. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. you talk about easy. I think it's easy to take precautions. Yeah. I, I think it is ludicrous that people are just starting to wash their hands because of this and because it's it's they're excited about it because of the media bombardment. But you should have been doing that anyway. Right. So this is a good excuse to reset. If you weren't washing your hands after every contact, do it now. Don't wear the uniform that you got all dirty with wrestle with some guy don't wear that home and hug your kids i mean those are no brainers yeah you know i i read um a week or so ago before the world health organization declared the uh pandemic that um roughly 3000 people died of flu in the united states alone between november and february november 2019 and february yeah, yeah. um it's so to to kind of put it into perspective, there's so many other things. Coronavirus and, uh, you know, uh, COVID-19 raises awareness and is a uh, cause for concern, certainly. Yeah. Um, but it also, I think, creates an opportunity for us to have a dialogue around all of the things we just talked about, all of the other diseases that cops are potentially exposed to. Yeah. And all of the ways in which that are, like I said, simple. Uh Gloves, like you'd mentioned, washing your hands, like you'd mentioned, right? Making sure you go home in clean clothes, like you'd mentioned, right? Right. These are things that people should be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. But the COVID nineteen um, mania, for lack of a better word, in the mainstream media, um, creates an opportunity for officers to have really important discussions in the squad room, in the car, you know, about taking care of each other, yeah. taking care of themselves. Right, and I think it's an opportunity for for unions and and the representatives of the law enforcement officers to challenge government and say, "Hey, okay, this is the one where we demand some more protection for our cops, mm -hmm. uh, respiratory protection, um, gloves, uh, a uniform coating." After nine eleven, we got pappers, we got electronic, yeah. you know, powered air purifying respirators on the uh, on the off chance that we were going to have some biological terrorism event mm -hmm. well we're having a real biological event now that is nature i'm guessing 
but it still requires the law enforcement officers that are dealing with these people on the street to, to be able to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have that diminishing workforce, if the more cops that are affected by this, the less that are on the street, the harder the others that remain have to work. It is a it is a domino game you don't want to see go to the last domino. Yeah, and and speaking of, of games, and it's there's no game about it. But you know, as we are recording, you know, the NBA has suspended its season. Um, Major League Baseball has uh, canceled um, spring training. Spring training. Uh, National Hockey League, I believe, has discontinued right. games. Uh, the NCAA tournament is likely not going to happen. Uh, so many things. So there's so many. Where we're at, the university where you teach, this building's basically abandoned. Right. Right. Well, we're doing remote class. Yeah. Classroom learning. And, you know, and a lot of universities are going to that. MIT and others have said they're just going to do online learning. And that's great. That's fantastic. That's a useful enterprise. But cops don't have the opportunity to not go to work. That's my point. So NBA, NHL, uh, Major League Baseball, all of these organizations have said we're not going to work i believe fencing is still intact okay excellent i'm very very pleased to hear the ncaa fencing (laughs) tournament is going to happen but you know in all seriousness like first responders firefighters emts private emts even yeah they 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 can't not go to work right it's a public safety situation healthcare people are on the job absolutely hospital workers you know the emergency room people you know like it these folks don't have the opportunity to say, I'm going to work remotely. Right, 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 right. right? Um, there's so many office workers. Google shut down. You know, um, gosh, whoops, uh, uh, Twitter. All those employees, they're not in the building down on Market Street. Yeah. They're working from home. Hmm. They have that opportunity to do that. Cops can't. Right, right. right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a new day. And, and like I say, I, I hope it's a reset button so that we could change the way we deal with people that that have this higher potential to transmit or pass mm-hmm. something along mm-hmm. and uh you know i don't know a cop out there who enjoys dealing with you know somebody laying in their own waste and yet they're doing it they're you know they're going with the program and putting on a set of gloves and and you know doing god's work uh i think we made big strides when we stopped putting uh drunks and inebriates in radio cars that couldn't speak and couldn't walk that was a reset button. And now, I mean, the, the pass-through is that ambulances have to take these individuals because we're sick and tired of people puking in our cars and leaving other bodily fluids or dying in them. Right. So, you know, I hate to, I hate to throw the pass the baton onto healthcare with this one, but um, it's, I see it as another mission creep that we're dealing hands-on with these situations where government should work it out and get the appropriate people to deal with these people. Yeah. Um, again, at the time of this recording, uh, we're, this this podcast is going to air in several weeks from today. Um, we don't know what we don't know about what's going to happen in that period of time. Um, but we do know that a number of law enforcement officers have been sent home from the job Again, putting, like you said, the burden on the cops who have to actually fill in for them. Right. Um, and you know, we just don't know where this is going to go. I, you know, the government is doing everything I think it can at the present time, but 
the future is unclear. Yeah, and I think you know you'll still get agencies that will prioritize their response to maybe a priority calls for service. And maybe we do do some remote uh, report taking, right? Your car was stolen, a window was broken, your house was vandalized. Here's the link. Make your report. Frankly, here. that's an improvement, anyways. But, yeah, I mean that's no, no. just that's where technology is going, anyhow. Right, right. You know? But people still want to see somebody in that blue uniform show up, evaluate, assess, write it up, and hand them a slip of paper. Um, in in a, in a situation like this with diminishing. Um, Resources, uh, you're you're gonna have to see some diminished uh, response. Yeah. How's things in your jurisdiction? How is your agency handling uh, the COVID nineteen uh, virus, the coronavirus? Uh, do you have uh, men or women on your force who are uh, exhibiting any kind of symptoms? And how are, are those folks dealing with that? Send us an email to policingmatters at policeone.com. That's policingmatters at policeone.com. Thank you again for listening. 